I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. <laughs> it's hour number three, Al. It's time to lean back in my chair and have you look at me a little differently going into this last one. And I think we may have stumbled a into a trap. We may got? have stumbled into Emily may have tricked us. Okay. Because until I saw this tweet from Grant in LA, mm-hmm. I had not considered this, but he's absolutely right. And what he wrote was a life hack to get something for free is to say, I've never tried, insert popular item. Immediately people will be shocked and buy you said thing. I think that's what's going on here with Emily and sushi because we found out earlier today that Emily has never tried sushi. Did you Come on, did Grant. you did you trick us, Emily? Hey, uh, maybe <laughs> no. I I have I still have I not her. tried sushi, yeah. and I am willing to buy my own sushi. I believe her. I've I never, just need recommendations. I've never tried Morton's or Capital Grill sure. or Ruth Chris or Fleming's. Yeah, should, never tried Nobu. It's great. <laughs> right. I heard Mastro's is okay. We should <laughs> exactly. Bow is supposed to be like an yeah, okay just go, steakhouse. Just go see how those places are, and maybe uh, maybe you can treat me and just give me my first high end steak experience. I believe. I need the best. I believe Emily. I, I do too. Emily. No, I I do too. I just but but Grant's right. That's a that's a pretty good trick to try Strategy. to get some stuff for free. All right, let's go back to Troy Aikman here real quickly because I think he's on to something here talking about and he's talking specifically about the the game last week in Lambeau Field against Green Bay and the performance that the Rams put up in that game. You know, that was a huge game for both those teams. Not only for the Rams to to keep pace with Arizona within the division, but also they, they were still in the hunt for potentially uh, first round bye. But it just does not have a good feel. I, I feel it throughout the entire organization. I, I just don't know that that they're going to pull. I don't think they're done. I, I think you know they're going to have some moments where they kind of climb back into it. But I just don't know if they're going to have enough to get over the hump. Okay, so I want to start with the. It just doesn't have that feel. Right, mm-hmm. because what he said is right. They still had a chance to keep pace with Arizona. They yep. still had a chance to win the division. They still had a chance to be the number one overall seed and get that first round by and have every playoff game that they run were through play, SoFi run through SoFi. That's only a portion of what was going on. Because here, here's the other part coming into that game. You're coming out of your bye, where you would think you'd be spry and sharp and crisp and dynamic and at least as healthy as you've been in a while. And Green Bay was weeks. coming off that loss uh, against the Vikings, right? Close game. You you have lost your two previous games so you've got a pretty foul taste in your mouth about what's been happening for the entire month of november you've got one more chance to make it right it's a it's a game and all the things he meant in green bay avoid lambeau field moving forward etc etc and that was the performance that you got which leads to what he was saying which is there's just a feel to this team and Mm -hmm. and it's been there for the last three weeks And, and you said this a minute ago and i think you're right when you lose, everything feels bad. And all of a sudden, well, this was a terrible idea, and that was a terrible idea. I, I get that. But watching these games, they all have a very similar feel to them, which is we fell behind early, and really there's no hope of getting back in this game. It never felt like, okay, that's a mistake. We can recover from that. Even when Jared Goff was doing what he did, there was always this, game. Yeah, we can get back in this. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was a bad mistake, but we can get back into this game. This last three weeks, it hasn't felt like that at all. It's a There's a funk or a malaise or, or just some sort of fog that's around this group. So I, I agree with what they've done. 
the strategy of going all in, the fact that you know the Super Bowl is going to be at SoFi Stadium, them thinking that, hey, we're a, we're a quarterback away, a quarterback that we don't feel like is going to lose us a game away from getting back to the Super Bowl and this time actually having a legitimate chance to win it all. Like I, I genuinely agree with what they've done. Now, the performance is one thing because when they were 7-1, and one, it was, okay, well, you're going to now go through this stretch. You're going to have a good idea. Uh, if you go look right now at the Lakers' schedule in December, they got some really good matchups. Sure. This is good for the Lakers. You want them to, okay. Theoretically. <laughs> what, what, what do you have here by the time December is over? By the time you get to January 1st, what do you have? For the Rams, there's kind of a similar thing. You had three straight weeks against good football teams. The Titans made you think that by the time the fourth quarter rolled around, Let's get the hell out of SoFi so we can get home in time and we don't have to deal with traffic. That's what happened in that game. Mm -hmm. The game against the San Francisco 49ers, you got clobbered. There was never a point where you felt, hey, we're in this game. That's been the theme these last three games. You mm -hmm. never felt that. So when Troy Aikman says what he's saying, that there isn't that feeling, Trav, they're not losing by a field goal. This That's didn't it. come down to one possession. This didn't come down to, well, Aaron Rodgers just had the ball last and there was nothing we could have done. Yep. It was, we got dominated, and we're, we're digging ourselves such a hole. Now we're obviously having to try everything we can to come back. It feels like they've been outcoached as well. They got Jacksonville and Seattle, two of these next three games. But you also, you also have Arizona at Minnesota, at Baltimore. It's at Arizona as well. Yeah. And San Francisco. I, I guess we are just finding out more and more what this team is, but I still don't disagree with what they've done of going out to try to get these certain players and giving up picks yeah, to go I, get them. Yeah, I think they're two separate things going on. I, I agree with you. I, I I like that they did it. Whether it works or not, time will tell. So, That's the so risk, far right? That's the risk. It, yeah, mm -hmm. it, we, we don't know yet. But I, I I agree with you. I like that. But I think that's separate from the, the feeling around this team. Because let, let's go back. When they were playing against the, the – the weaker teams, when you're playing against the Giants and you're playing against the Texans and the Lions and the Chicago Bears and teams like that, there is a buzz to this team, right? That when in so far, I mentioned to you um, the Lions game, right? When they won that game, I came in and said, there's just something about that building for the first time in a long time. There is action and it's loud and there's a palpable buzz and you're waiting for a big play to pop off and, and all of these things that are very positive yeah and they were they, they would get the big play they'd hit the they'd hit the home run to Deshaun Jackson or Cooper Cup would be open down the field whatever it might be but in these last three nah it's just nah it's just not there it's just there's not only did you get beat like you were saying but it isn't you know, we were right there. We just didn't win. If the Rams had lost these three games in a row, but it was what you said. Aaron Rodgers did what he does at the end of the game. The the 49ers, you know, they they kick a long field goal and they win the game. It's not the conversation. It's not. No. It's they're getting cracked and they're and it feels stale and and worse. They've had multiple opportunities to get it fixed, and they come out and it's stale again. That's the scariest part. Not that they're playing poorly. That happens. It's that they're playing poorly the same way with time to fix it, and it's not getting fixed. So the conversation coming into the season was, look, it's a Super Bowl team. That's the expectation is you make it to the Super Bowl and you right some of your wrongs from a couple years ago. right? That's That was the expectation. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was always kind of hesitant. Whatever they do in the regular season – I'm not saying it doesn't matter. Of course it matters. It tells a big story of what you potentially can be. It shows that this is a team that can go on the road 
and beat a good Packers team. Use that as an example, right? Like you're building momentum for the uh, postseason. I don't think anything's going to really change here. If the Rams get to the postseason and they're out in the first game, it's obviously a colossal failure. Sure. If they're out in the second game, it's still a failure. I agree. And I think those expectations will be there. The question now just becomes – is this just something that's not going to get fixed? And I think that's what Troy Aikman keeps going back to. If you don't have a feel for it, and that's what he's looking for and he can't find it. You, you've covered sports for a long time. You've watched sports for a long time. All, everybody that's listening to us right now, you, I think we all agree, right? Sometimes there's just a feeling like, you know what, this is going to work out. We're, we're okay. Maybe you're losing games. Like last year with the Dodgers, right? Even when the Dodgers were down 3-1 to the Braves in the NLCS, there was a sense of, guys, I know this is not good. I know they're in a hole, but this I, I feel like this, this team yeah. has a feel that they're going to do these things. This team last year with the Dodgers didn't really have that buzz. There wasn't that sense because it just things kept breaking. Every time you sure. get ah, that broke, uh, Kershaw's down. Oh, great. Okay, now what? And Muncy's then, out. Muncy's out. And then yep. all of a sudden, Trey Turner can't buy a hit. Yep. The batting champion, and he can't get a hit for three. It's like they're just staggered. Like it's just not meant to be. The Lakers are kind of in that sense Lakers right now. Lakers last season. Yeah, great was example. Never meant to be. The Lakers through the first two months of this season. It's like this just doesn't look sure. good. Now there's plenty of time to get it fixed. But you're right. The Rams kind of have that feeling right now of, hey, guys, the time is running short. If you're going to turn this thing around and start having that feeling again, it needs to happen now. You know what could happen? And, you know, I, I'm not sitting here saying that I feel confident about it. But what could happen is they can beat Jacksonville. They, they can, have to beat Jacksonville. That, yeah, that's just a no-brainer. What if they go and at Arizona and get some revenge and just have a really oh, good game? Here we go. And they win 31-28 or they win 31-24, something along those lines. That can all of a sudden just kind of start building towards the other direction. They just haven't given you any indication that that's what they're going it, to do. It's interesting the next two because the Jacksonville thing, there is only risk. Yep. There is only risk. There, yep. If you go out there and they, they win the game 35-10, to 10, mm-hmm. good. You're supposed to. Jacksonville stinks. Glad you won. Keep it moving. And you go into Arizona. The, now there's a little reward. If you can do what you just described, that's that's a, that, now, hey, we got a, little, it's of our, not got crazy. a little more buzz back. It's not crazy to think that they can have a good game where they clicked. I know it's hard to think about that right now at the moment, but it's not crazy. The talent is there. You know, did Sean McVay all of a sudden just – Figure out that he doesn't know how to coach. He doesn't know how to make adjustments. He doesn't know how to. Well, is well, Matt Stafford not, not what you see in the last the three part, games? Well, the six turnovers well, is that Matt Stafford? That, is that truly him? Okay, look, if these things were going to turn, yeah, and I'm not saying they can't, but yeah, uh, the scenario that you just painted should have happened against Green Bay. I'm not saying they had to win the game, but it should have started. We should have seen that they adjustment. clobbered by Arizona. It's we, a different we, story. We should have seen that adjustment, right? If they didn't have to go in there and beat Green Bay 42 to nothing, but they couldn't look like they'd looked the previous two weeks with sure. an off week. Sure. Matthew Stafford, I still think that there's a physical thing going on there. I, I don't know anything, but you can't miss open guys like that that often and tell me you're not hurt. It just feels like that. So he should have been a little better after some time off. To your point, did, did he forget how to coach? Of course not. He's obviously a very, very good coach. But I think that the the blind spot we all have him is, what's his second pitch? I know when that doesn't work. Well, okay, now what? And and the now what we we saw a little bit of it last year when he's basically he was so frustrated with Jared Goff it was bleep this uh-huh. Cam Akers you're gonna get the ball thirty times a game and it mm-hmm. worked and, mm-hmm. but it was almost out of we have no other options I still feel like he's trying to make this thing go even though there's a lot of evidence saying this particular pitch 
is getting hit. We well, got to do something different. He's cracked a little bit too because he's done things that you know most fans or most. Remember when Troy Aikman said it during the broadcast? This seems desperate going for it on fourth and one at the twenty nine in the first quarter. And I and I think that if he is Seven trying to nothing. find that spark, he's making bad decisions in that process. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Let's try a call on the Dr. Pepper hotline. Ralph in Ontario. Ralph, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on? Hey, how you guys doing? Um, I disagree with uh, the trade for Von Miller. Okay. And maybe for uh, Odell Beckham. I think the Rams, look, at the beginning of the season, if you're not all in quote-unquote, at the beginning of the season. Has it changed now and now you're really all in because you have Miller and Beckham Jr.? I I just don't see there's any chemistry, that things aren't clicking, that there's things going on that people don't like. And here's a telling thing from the Green Bay game. You guys see the replay when Aaron Donald had a guy by the neck, by the throat? The Darth Vader uh, chokeout, yes. Yeah, out of pure frustration, okay? There's a lot of frustration there that goes beyond the field. And they're just not – they're covering – they're hiding it. They're not going to bring it out to us fans or on, on the radio. No one's going to talk about it. But I, I thought that they made a big mistake getting rid of Kenny Young and trading him to Denver. There was already chemistry there in the defense. Why do you got to disrupt it and bring in a guy who's already hurt? And it really hasn't contributed hardly anything. Well, okay. You bring up some really interesting points, Ralph. I'm going to try to fire through these as quickly as I can, Slee. The Kenny Young comment you made, you're right. He was he was playing pretty well, and he did seem to fit in pretty well with what they were doing. I, I You're 100% spot on there. Um, Von Miller has not made a ton of impact in the two games that he's played here. I will, I will offer this as a caveat, though. They've been behind from the jump, right? They, they've been behind in San Francisco's 14 to nothing before you turned around. In in Green Bay, it was a very similar situation with a couple of early turnovers. Vaughn Miller and Aaron Donald cannot be Vaughn Miller and Aaron Donald if you're chasing 14 points. The, the other teams are going to run the ball. Sure. You, what makes them so good is they can go get the quarterback, mm-hmm. but if they don't have to pass, what they do really well gets neutralized. And it's, you're basically spotting two touchdowns yeah, in each one of these last it's, three games. It's a it's a huge ask. So I'm willing to give Von Miller the benefit of the doubt there. Your, your point about him being hurt, okay, it's, it's a fair one. Mm-hmm. The other part was, you know who was leading the league and getting to the quarterback before they acquired Von Miller? The Rams. Hmm. They they were getting to the quarterback. That was not something that they were struggling with. Now, I still like the move. I still think that it could pay dividends, but you got to play with the lead or at least play even mm-hmm. for those guys to be their thing. And then last thought. When he's talking about, well, if you're all in at the beginning, what are you, more all in? Kind of, yeah. That if all of a sudden I've got a team that I think can win the Super Bowl, okay? We break camp, game one, Chicago Bears. I I think this team's good enough to win the Super Bowl. That doesn't mean you don't look for opportunities to make the team better. And if they think that the team is better with Vaughn Miller, go make the move. If you think the team can be better with Odell, go make the move. I don't think that, well, I think that this version of this team can win the Super Bowl, therefore I'm not touching it. I don't think that's a smart way to look well, at it. Well, and I think a lot of people are looking at what they did over the last three, four weeks when they went and got Beckham, when they went and got um, Miller. Uh, Von Miller. And I, I I feel like, you know, people are saying, oh, well, these are all bad moves. Why they do so? That's not why they're losing these games. I mean, Trav, part of the reason why they're losing this game is because of the turnovers. Another part of the reason why they're losing the games is time of possession. Another reason why they're losing the game is Robert Woods going down. There's other reasons. It's not because of Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr. I'm so glad you said Robert Woods. I don't think I said it at the time. I said, yeah. oh, this is going to be a big yeah. deal. Yeah. And it has been a very, very big deal. Speaking of big deals, 
Lakers look good for like Best 24 half consecutive of minutes. Lakers basketball this year. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Probably the game of the year, right? The Christmas Day game, Lakers, Nets, Kevin Durant, James Harden, LeBron James, AD, Russell Westbrook. Like the Warriors and the Suns are having great years, but they come through regularly. You only get one shot at the Nets. It's kind of funny. I think I'd be more excited at this point to play the Suns or the uh, or the Warriors. Warriors, I think more so. But and they, as they, they get come healthy three times and a year? Whole, they come twice, twice out here and Phoenix will come out twice. Yeah, that, so but you only get one with this, right? And they're going to play them only two times. And this was supposed to, by the way, yeah. this might be the only time you do get to see them play here well, because the, the, we were hoping that it was going to be a finals NBA thing. Finals. And that seems, uh, that seems a long way, way away. Don't try to sell me on which game I'm more excited about. I don't need you to keep telling me that, oh, well, you. it's two versus one. and you know, this More is, is better than less. This is, hey, if you don't buy this, somebody else will. I don't need the whole pitch. Hey, look, this isn't going to be here at the end of the day. If you want it, you got to buy it now because I got we a guy ha- coming. You have to buy it now. I got a guy coming in at three, and he, he already told me he wants it. Hun, Does hun, anybody fall for that? Hun, it's 12.15. At three o'clock is right around the corner. We should do this. Do people, I mean, you're a sales guy. Do people fall for that what stuff? What does that mean, you're a sales guy? You worked as a salesperson on this radio station for a you're long time. You're selling on the air the whole time. No, you're selling products for nev- the advertisers that once, you have. I have never once worked in the sales team here. Never once. You were a sales guy. Wait, 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 wait. When you say that, are you not selling, when you're doing an endorsement, sure. you're doing something like that, are you not selling products to listeners and kind well, of sure, but promoting you're, you're, you're and endorsing. Specific. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You worked on that side of the building. I have never worked over there. Yep. You are now on this side of the building. Yep. What I'm asking you is, do those tricks work? Do that. Look, if you don't want it, that's fine because no, Dave is, is coming in at four and he's going to buy it. It is the worst thing you can do on the business side is try to, and I'm not saying that it doesn't work because it probably does work for some people because why why else would they do it? You know, when they say- Because they're bad at their job. <laughs> or people fall into that. I guess. You know, they fall into that trap. It, it's literally the worst thing you could do. It's the worst thing you could do. Yeah, it seems like a bad deal. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. You just Um, sold insurance. I did. I'm just, I'm basically like the guy in Groundhog Day, (laughs) Ned Ryerson. Um, It's a shark tank. I I don't know whether to be super excited. I think I'm excited about it. But it's also, when I say it out loud, I'm like, Trav, you sound ridiculous right now. The Lakers finally played a good half of basketball last night. And I am excited about it because... We hadn't seen it all season long. My bad. I thought you had another point right there. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to read this off here because the second half of the Lakers was by far, in my opinion, it's the best half that the Lakers played so far this year. And just to give you an idea on it, so today's stat here of the day is Lakers in the second half. Lakers were plus 34 in the second half, their best uh, point differential since uh, 2010 when it comes to a half. They won 67-33 to in the second half. Mm. They gave up 15 points in the third quarter. They gave up 18 points in the fourth quarter. 
So I don't think it's a stretch. And to be honest with you, I don't think it's ridiculous either because even if I don't care what team you are, if you're the Golden State Warriors or the Phoenix Suns, you're having this good of a season and you outscored the Orlando Magic 67 to 33, that's still pretty damn impressive. And I think for the Lakers, you were doing it obviously without LeBron. A couple of days ago on Friday night, you played the Kings. You had a 13-point lead in the fourth quarter. They came back. You had to go triple overtime against Sacramento, and you end up losing that game. LeBron logs 50 minutes. Russ puts in 51. AD puts in 49 minutes. Even Carmelo off the bench played 43 minutes. The Lakers have not played consistently this year. So to see a half where it's safe to say, I'm like, damn, that's damn near perfect basketball, especially when you're frustrated in the studio at halftime saying, here we go again. Lakers down nine. You're four and seven without LeBron James. Where's it AD and Westbrook? Like the, it felt so familiar, Al. That first half felt we've so familiar. That. Yeah. yeah, that we've seen that picture before. So I, I, I certainly think, I think that, I don't think it's a stretch by us saying that. By the way, Stat Hero, the exclusive Daily Fantasy app partner, of the Travis and Sleeva show, go to Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives a player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710ESPN for 100% deposit match. You know, you know what it reminded me of? It, it's kind of the opposite of what we were just talking about with the Rams. That in the second half, the Lakers had bounce. They had some life. They had some buzz. Whatever, whatever that intangible feeling is confidence where, confidence is <laughs> yeah. it yeah for sure but sometimes you can have a ton of confidence and still play really poorly sure. but last night and I think Dwight gets a great deal of credit sure. for this there was just this sense of you know what everything's kind of clicking tonight that we're excited to be here we are going to blow these guys out we may have had a, a weird first half but we're so much better than these guys we're going to put it on and it felt like it and it didn't feel like they were getting lucky it felt like they were just playing well because against Miami Right, they're, they're, they won the game, but there were only a few little pockets where it felt like they were playing well against um, the 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 Milwaukee Bucks. They were they had some moments, but it wasn't this last night. It was that's a good basketball team right there. It may have only lasted twenty four minutes, and they could turn around on Friday night against the Clippers and splat and go right back to what they've been. But at least for a half, you said right there, that right there, that's a team that can beat a lot of other teams. But the thing is, it it can't just be for a half, right? You know, we sit here and we want to give them credit for what they did last night. Um, We talked about this a couple different times, that teams don't fear the Lakers. They don't. I I genuinely believe there's teams out there right now that are not scared of the Lakers. It's not, why would they be scared of a team that is giving up leads on a a, uh, consistent basis, that doesn't really play (laughs) team basketball, that play isolation ball? Did you have that feeling, like even at the end of the third quarter when the the Kings, what, they scored 13 points in the third quarter, 15, whatever it was? 15. 15. There, there was still in the back of my mind, like, yeah, okay, that was good. They got a nice, comfortable lead right now, but I'm not turning the channel yet. This is, we're not done here. John mentioned it on the broadcast. Yeah. He's like, listen, you can't, if you're the Lakers, you can't be comfortable because you haven't given yourself the benefit of the doubt to be comfortable. But to play off of what you just mentioned right there, it was they made the Sacramento, the Sacramento Kings look demoralized. They did. And that's, you know, I know this sounds kind of funny. That's what you want teams. If you're the Lakers, the expectation this year was the Warriors are making fun of teams out there. Mm-hmm. The Suns have won 17 games in a row. Crazy. They are taking teams out like crazy. Even Milwaukee now is on a good winning streak. Lakers are supposed to be in that category. You're supposed to be one of those squads that are the top five, you know, upper echelon of the NBA. You're supposed to, there's supposed to be teams out there that sit in the third quarter saying, I don't know what we do against the Lakers. We saw it for one half. Why can't that continue against the Clippers? It, well, the problem is they haven't done it enough for us to think that it will. And look, let's and say can, they come out. If they come out and play a really 
solid game against sure. the Clippers. And then they, they win the game. They, they put together two halves, right? And all of a sudden, it's like, okay, they went from one half of good basketball to a full game. Then you can start to say, okay, that, let, let's start to look at this thing a little bit more specifically because I've been mentioning this to you from the beginning of the season. I don't really care what their record has been. Because all things being equal, their record is not good, but it's not a disaster. They're they're five hundred. It's average. I think we were looking at the standings. To be fourth place in the Western Conference, you're basically a game or two out. Yeah, something no, like they're, that. They're, yeah. It's it's Phoenix, it's Golden State, it's Utah, and then it's everybody else. Yep. Everybody, Literally everybody like beyond that teams. is is either mediocre or bad. Mm-hmm. And the Lakers are in the mediocre category. So I, I don't really care about their record as we sit here in the first day of December. I care about what it looks like, and for the first time all season long, it looks good. Not maybe not great, but good because great was on TNT last night. When you flip over to to that, you're like, oh yeah, yes, this is better than it's been, but it's light years away from that. What Phoenix was doing last night, Golden State actually, I didn't think played all that well, but they played hard. They played together. Steph had a really bad night, and they still were within a bucket or two down to the last couple of minutes. What those two teams are doing. The, the Lakers haven't come within a thousand miles of that this and season. That, that's isn't that Trav what you're looking at? You're saying, okay, well, if those are the two best teams, the, those weren't the two best teams in the uh, in the Western Conference. Two best teams right now in the NBA. Yeah. Um, if that's what you got to go up against at some point, you got a long way to go. You know, and I, I think that's just the reality of it. We we were talking on can Lakers build momentum off yesterday? They can. They hundred percent can. The game against the Clippers coming up on Friday, no Kawhi Leonard over here, not expecting to have LeBron James there. This is an even matchup. The difference between the Clippers and the Lakers, Clippers play team ball. They mm-hmm. don't have the individual players to where you can say, take over, take over. Take. Paul George is a great player, really, really good player. But they are forced to play team ball. So I think this is like actually a great challenge for the Lakers that you went in, you took care of the Sacramento Kings, you dominated in the second half. Are you going to build off of it or not? And they've had opportunities to build off of games this year, and they haven't built off some of those wins. I wonder if you and I are in the minority or if Laker fans feel the same way. 877-710-ESPN. Did that half of basketball kind of give you a little bit of hope? That Look, if you're one of those super optimistic Laker fans, maybe you never lost hope. Maybe, sure. maybe you always say, it's going to turn around, and maybe that's the indicator that you were right. But if you were more in the, hey, what in the hell is this? Mm-hmm. Did it kind of start to turn? Dr. Pepper Hotline, 877-710-ESPN. All right, um, two things. Number one, Anthony Davis has another opportunity to kind of take the steering wheel of this team and say, I got this in LeBron's absence. Yep. And he had some comments about leadership that do not he goes fill with me. Chris Haynes, yeah. That do not fill me with a great deal of confidence that he's going to be able to do that. And... If you call right now, you've got a chance at a four-pack of tickets to the Ski Dazzle Ski and Snowboard Show at the LA Convention Center. It's coming up December 10th through the 12th. There is name brand gear up to 70% off, two free lift tickets with regular admission, resort deals, and the most important ski trip you will make all season long. Call right now. Be call number seven for your chance at tickets. That's next. Travis Lee. The number 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-ESPN. Travis Lee, 710-ESPN. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We've already been over that. Yeah, we <laughs> talked about it, Chris. We don't need to do that again, do we? We already talked about it. Yeah. I'm sure he'd be. Chris is welcome wherever wherever I'm welcome. Chris can come along with me. Congratulations to Jesse, uh, who's in downtown Los Angeles, listening to the show. He All won right. the uh, package to the uh, ski event coming up at the uh, convention center the 10th through the 12th. So congratulations to you, Jess. And uh, and you- tomorrow, tomorrow you got a chance to win. Uh, yeah, just some Lakers Nets tickets. Lakers Nets and then yeah, no big deal on Christmas yeah. in a suite. Not a bad deal. Not a bad deal. Not right a bad. There. We give away some good stuff here. And, you know, we're going to have, uh, hopefully at some point we give away those Ask Slee shirts. I know that we're going to have them at the Mandy Awards, which are coming up in um, February. But you should you should have like a box of those that you give out to your neighbors and just have them walk around and promote the show. Door to door, just knocking. I got my sure. I got my kid and some of his buddies wearing uh, ESPN LA gear around Dana Hills High School. It's awesome. Yeah. We're, we're yeah, there was a time. I remember you telling Tommy, hey, yeah. can I get that shirt? Yeah. This kid really has been asking me he about it. He was so excited to get it. It was awesome. His son on his baseball team or something like that. What up, Christian? That's the uh, nice young man that uh, is a fan more of you than of me, but I've, I've gotten used to that uh, over a while. All right, um, so we were talking about the Lakers and LeBron. Here, And I, I said this earlier in the show, and I just it, it just kind of just makes me roll my eyes every time I see okay. it. LeBron is out. And it's another opportunity for Anthony Davis to kind of step in to the void, yeah. right? To, to kind of step in and be the guy that can be the best player on this team for a while because mm-hmm. he's going to have to be. And, and I know you said, well, you need somebody as good as he. The fact of the matter is there just aren't a lot of guys that are as good as him. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're just, you know, I get it when LeBron James does it. But he was talking with Chris Haynes from Yahoo and was talking about leadership. And you and I have talked about this before. It's if you have to tell people that you're the leader, you're not, right? You don't tell people, I am the leader of this group because they, they, they know they know, and if you're telling them, they don't know. And the quote that he had here, it's, I want to just read it to you. It's like I'm being tested with my leadership. Braun has been out with injuries and now is also with the COVID situation, so it's a good test for me. It's a good experience for me to lead these guys, and the good thing about it, I have other vets on my side who've been in the game for a while to help me through these obstacles. It's a good test, not just for our team, but for me to lead these guys. Dude, you're 10 years into the league. You're not you're not Zion Williamson. You're not you're not Trey Young. You're not you're not somebody who's just getting started here. You're not John Morant who's kind of starting to navigate mm-hmm. his way through this and, and understand the what comes along with being a megastar in this league. You're 10 years in. If you don't have leadership stripes by 10 years, you were the best player in New Orleans for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
What are we telling you? I'm going to learn it from these guys. Now's an opportunity. Come on, man. Just do it. Stop telling me about it. Just go do it. Well, I, I don't know if I 100% agree with that because think about since he's been a Laker. I don't care who you are. You don't think John Morant's a leader in Memphis? Let me let me explain. Well, what makes you think Anthony Davis wasn't leader with the Pelicans? Because they lost. What do you they mean, were never they lost. good. Go look at all these teams. When you just come into the league, no, 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 no. When, John when you, Morant when you just come in, beat Steph Curry in a playoff series. They, 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 these these guys are on the upswing. This he had to bail because I they were so that, bad. But but losing doesn't make you a, a leader or not a leader. You could be in a predicament or a situation. Use the Sacramento Kings as an example. Yesterday, mm-hmm. they have leaders on that team, but because they lose. Let me give it as an, as an example. I have no idea what De'Aaron Fox is behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who Harrison Barnes is behind the scenes. There might be a name that you and I aren't talking about. Just because you lose, it doesn't mean you don't have a leader. There could be people who lead on that team. A lot of it might have to do with your organization. It could do, have a lot to do with a lot of different things. None of those guys you mentioned are on his level. Not even close. No, and I'm not, and I'm not saying it from a skill set perspective. But Anthony Davis on the Lakers, look, it ain't your team. It's LeBron James' team. But when he was here, it's it LeBron be. James' team. And LeBron be. James is the leader of this organization, whether you like it or not, internally, externally, front office, free agency, the whole thing. Maybe, maybe that he looks at this opportunity and says, and I'm with you, I don't think once you start saying you're a leader, you don't have to say it. You just kind of go by and, and let that – if it's there, it's there, and if it's not, it's there. People are either going to follow behind you or they're not going to, and that's going to happen naturally or it's not. I think the more you force it, probably I agree with that. it's not there. But if you look at this Lakers roster, there are a lot of guys that from a, a pecking order as far as how long they've been in the league, Rondo has a lot of respect, a ton of respect mm-hmm. around the NBA. Rondo can walk into a room, and even though he's not the best player, he's probably the leader of that squad or that team. He commands a room for sure. LeBron is LeBron. He's one of the greatest to ever do it. He's different. He'll never, you know, if Anthony Davis, even if AD starts trying to take the the leadership role, whatever he says would never be as um, maybe as critical, as important as LeBron James. So maybe it's going to take, I'm with you. I, I don't like, I don't need to hear somebody say I'm going to be a leader. Maybe Corey Seager thinks that now he left the Dodgers and there's all these vets and there was Kershaw and there was all these Kenley Jansen and all that, that he could go be a leader in Texas. I'm just using that as an example. I don't know if you know we could just sit here and say, well, AD's not a leader based off A, B, and C. I'm with you that I'd rather not hear him say, I'm going to go lead. The way he can lead this team is not by saying something in the media. It's not by saying, hey, with LeBron down in COVID protocols, I'm going to lead this team because I have other guys that can help me and I'll speak up now. Go out there and win a bunch of games and be the best player on the court every single night. And if somebody's not doing their job, you can call them out on it. 100%. You can say, hey, no, 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 we got to do this. It's not talk. It's Mm -hmm. doing it. And then you can add the talk to it. He he's he's such a good player, and we it's just it's so frustrating to me. I know. Ten years into his career, we're still talking about hey, is he going to go to that next spot? Is and the answer is he's not because it would have happened by now. There there have been he's been on good teams, he's been on bad teams, he's been the best player on a team, he's been the second best player on the team, and he's the same guy. Wildly talented, can can for periods of time be as good as anybody in the league. But way too often, we're like, where was he tonight? It's just it, great players and great leaders don't have that gap. There um, there was a game, well, it was a couple weeks ago when they played the Bucks, mm-hmm. And it was Giannis Ooh, boy, AD. That was a bad night. But just think about that. Yeah. That was Giannis Anthony Davis. That was, 
hey, this dude thinks he's the best big man in the league. You got, you know, the mano a mano. What what I saw from Giannis Antetokounmpo on that night, I saw Giannis taking something personal. I saw Giannis saying to himself, no, 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 I don't care that you have a championship. I don't care if you're rocking the purple and gold. I'm the best big man in the league. there is something to that. So there I, is. I, I there is. And I don't want to just throw it, but I would almost, I'm more okay with Giannis kicking his butt one time, right? It's just Giannis is great and he yeah. got the better me tonight. I had a bad. Okay. The problem I have is why is Minnesota kicking your butt? Mm-hmm. Why are you losing to Oklahoma City? Like the, if Giannis kicks your ass, eh, it happens. He's Giannis. I get it. But. Why did it happen against Oklahoma City twice? Why are we struggling with Cleveland? Sacramento. Why are we? Why do we lose to Sacramento? Those are when you can lose to a great player. I don't think there's any shame in that. But when you consistently underperform against other mediocre players, I think that's more telling of where you are. To, to sum up everything that you just said, if you're Anthony Davis and you see this as an opportunity to go lead, go take it. And you see that hey, LeBron's going to be in and out of the lineup, or here he is again. Now that now he's missing time, COVID protocols. Just go do it. Just go do it. Long Beach is our next stop on the Dr. Pepper hotline. Robert, you're up with Travis and Slee. What's up, Robert? What's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Um, you know, lifelong Laker fan. I, I take every opportunity I can to apologize for them, explain away their faults. But at this particular time, I, I feel vindicated because at the beginning of the season, I thought, you know, you can't just put a bunch of famous names on a squad with various stages of relevance of their career and expect the chemistry just to happen. And you see it on both sides of the country. The Brooklyn Nets aren't 15-2. and two. The Brooklyn Nets are full of stars, and it just doesn't always guarantee success. So I'm not surprised the Lakers are playing like they are because I did not uh, expect chemistry to be the, the first word to come to mind for this team. Appreciate you calling in, Robert. But I will say one thing about Brooklyn. You know what they are? They're 15-6, and six and they're the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Right. But, you know, th- there is something about the when you put together a squad, uh, it is going to take time. Yeah. Phoenix has – Incredible chemistry. You know, you, you it's and the I, same team from a year ago. It's the exact went to the same finals. team. It's exact. You know, Lakers played them twice in the preseason, uh-huh. and I remember for a quick second stopping, like, "Oh yeah, that's a really good team." <laughs> like, <laughs> I yeah, just sit, kind of sitting back and saying, "These are all the same dudes that were there." So I, I get what Robert's trying to the the point that he's trying to make that it is going to take a second, but I also don't want to make too many excuses because. When we say yesterday was the best half they've played in basketball, that was the 23rd game of the season. And I really believe it was the best, right? I I do too. 67 to 33 in the second half, you just want them to build off of it. And we could sit here and say, hey, Lakers are on a 5-6 game winning streak. Look, I hope so. I hope that we are back here in the middle of the next week and say, look, that that half of basketball really was the turning point. I'd love for that to be Great test on Friday against the Clippers. But we have seen moments, and then we've seen the other side. And and I'm going to be a little more cautious about jumping up and down about a half against the Sacramento Kings. I'm, I'm happy it finally happened, but it didn't happen in the second week. This is the second and third month of the season. And you can give them credit for that half and at the same time say, okay, is this something that is going to snowball into something bigger? ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. The Dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. A half of basketball? I'm, I'm kind we'll of talking it. myself out of this at this point. I'm like, really? Really? We're against the Kings? Like, they look great against the Suns for yeah, a yeah, half. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, okay. We're on to something. The Kings? Really? Well, there are, um, you know, obviously uh, I mentioned this, that the Warriors and the Suns got each other again on Friday. Mm-hmm. So Lakers will be playing the Clippers. 
Listen, it, it's kind of an even matchup. I mean, that's the best way I could put it. In a weird way, it's a, it's an even matchup. Okay, it's time for the Stat Hero Fantasy Preview. Stat Hero, the exclusive daily fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sleeva Show. You got a game plan over there? What are you doing over there? I, I found one I like. I'm, a, I'm the football guy, right? Okay. I like to go and look at these football games, and there's a wide receiver matchup that you just pick wide receivers, and it's a Justin Jefferson and D. Johnson from the Steelers I like that one. I think that Kirk Cousins is going to Kirk Cousins here pretty soon. Sure. So the opportunity to bet against him, I think I'm going to do that. So I'm going to jump on that one. Okay, so we always say this. The great thing about it is you get to pick get to your own lineups. It. You want me to go against Jokic and Trey Young? No, thank eh. you. Bradley Beal and Anthony Edwards? No, thank you. I will take uh, Sabonis and Click Capella. Yeah, I'll go up against that there matchup. There you go. So there you go. You can obviously add. By the way, I just bought Cooper Cup again. It cost me twenty thousand three hundred on the on the on the Stat Hero that's app. A that's lot. that's a lot. Yep. Which means I'm basically going to get somebody that's like the tenth wide receiver might not even play. I was going to, or going you might cut. not have enough money to go get another person. I'd right, Stat Hero, the exclusive daily fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sleeva Show. It's the first ever daily fantasy sportsbook that gives a player the advantage. Go to StatHero.com. Go to StatHero.com/slash. 710 ESPN for 100% deposit match. We appreciate you guys supporting our partners, and we appreciate Stat Heroes partnership. Let's go to the dump. Other than the fact I don't know how to do it, I really should have been a college football coach because apparently it's rather lucrative. And never mind uh, Lincoln Riley coming out here with his $100 million or whatever it is or Brian Kelly going to get his $95 million How much LSU. of that is guaranteed? I think, well, there's buyouts, right? If you get fired beforehand. Okay, so if I'm... Five years into a deal, and they already paid me fifty million. You, well, obviously the fifty million to get to keep, and if yep. there's fifty million more, it might be a buyout. It, depending on your agent, right? This is where your agent has to get creative. Could be like, the, okay, it's eight million, ten million as a buyout, as a buyout, like or you know, some of these are crazy. Some of these are twenty five, thirty million bucks, and that. But at places like LSU and Notre Dame, whatever, we'll pay it. Just wow. get them out of here. We'll do it. So yeah, you can. Uh, it's a good way to do it, and okay. you don't even really have to be an active coach to make a lot of money mm-hmm. doing this. Bob Stoops who has been working for Fox on their pregame show for a while now. He is now the interim head coach at OU because Lincoln Riley left. He's going to make $325,000 to coach one game. Pretty good gig. Yeah, that's not bad. (laughs) Did I tell you this? I think I mentioned to you, when I I watched the the Lincoln Riley press conference, was that on Monday? Mm Mm-hmm. And right after on YouTube, it just goes to another video, and it was the athletic director for Oklahoma. Yeah, and it was kind of Leone, I think his name is. Yeah, it was actually the president of the university, and then and then the athletic director, and then it you know starts trickling down, and then it goes Stoops, and Stoops talking about hey, when I took over the program, I'm like what's going on here? <laughs> that he was going to there's another Bob Stoops that he was going to take weird. over again. Yeah. <laughs> really interesting to actually see the other perspective. Like you you saw how exciting it was for USC, how just that conversation, the feel to it. Really interesting to hear the other side of it and see what Oklahoma was can, dealing can with. Can I ask a super stupid question? Mm-hmm. And, and I realize that, that people that you're not really asking this. Can it be that hard if I can just drop in and do it with absolutely no prep? I understand he's got a, a basic understanding of how to coach a football yes, team. Yes, it can and, be that and hard. And drop in. But yes, one game? Yes. If I can just come in, like I couldn't drop in. If you haven't done a surgery right? I, I'm a cardiothoracic surgeon, right? And all of a sudden, I haven't done a surgery in five years. Mm-hmm. Could I just drop into so the OR is, and crack a chest and like, go? Let me tell you how I would do it. I'd have to tell one of the wide receivers, hey, turn around. And then I'd be drawing on his back. Okay, listen, tight end, up and out. 
I'd literally be drawing on the back of uh, another jersey. Like, so, yes, it I, is tough. I always thought it was super, super complicated. Like, you got to know all these plays and calls, but apparently, eh, just, yeah, come on in. But it's stupid. We'll pay you a third of a million for a week, and uh, we'll, we'll see you later. Is it's he going like to coach the bowl game? Is he going to go? Does he it's to, not like they picked up a dude at Ralph's. <laughs> no, I understand, but he's been on the <laughs> Which sidelines. I think her order was the guy at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? All right, today, well, this is weird. Okay. Today is National Pie Day. Okay, but it's one of three National Pie Days. So we have December 1st, January 23rd, and March 14th are all National Pie Days. How is that possible? Want to hear something funny? Went to Costco a couple days ago. I don't even know why I go there. It's not like I need 14 gallons of milk or anything, right? <laughs> so it's a day, a couple days after Thanksgiving, pumpkin pies, just these huge, gigantic, $5.99. They were trying to get rid of all They're gonna those pies. They're going to give you $5.99 to take to that pie it. out of the store. But you have to eat the whole thing. <laughs> you could, it could be $599. I don't want your pumpkin pie if I have to eat it. If I just have to remove it, I'll take your money. Uh, Nicolas Cage has been cast in a new Dracula movie, Dracula's Henchman. Are you here for a Nicolas Cage Dracula movie? No. Yeah. No. Not when, at when, all. Uh, last, last good movie Nick Cage made, and Emily, you can't say National Treasure because I know that's what you're going to say. Was it Leaving Las Vegas? Has he had a really good movie since then? Um, how long They're ago was that? Oh, my gosh. It's been – Leaving Las Vegas has to be 20 years old, right? Has to be. Okay, I was going to say two came to mind. Uh, first of all, The Rock might – I don't know why that movie was always one of my Dr. favorite Stanley movies. Dr. Stanley Goodspeed. And Con Air was a good one, too. Good or entertaining? Great. Face off. <laughs> Face okay. I, I you you get thirty seconds to explain to me the plot of Face Off because I've seen Face Off and if you said to me I have I, other than they switch faces I don't know what the movie is. That's the whole the thing. Plot. You take the face off. That's that's it. That's the plot. The plot, but that's not a plot. Yeah, because you're not thinking. <laughs> yeah, small mind trap. Tra- Travolta <laughs> and Nick Cage trade faces. Okay, and then what? I'm sold. <laughs> Just there. Yeah, Here's my twenty bucks. We'll go in from there. Uh, don't sleep on Con Air. Con thank, Air was a good one. I, I don't have any explanation for this, but it is interesting. The football games this Thanksgiving were the highest rated Thanksgiving Day football games in 23 years. What the hell's going a- any on here? thoughts on that? Why? How? Why? Is it because it was the Cowboys and the Raiders? And that was Cowboys actually, play uh, every year. Yeah, but I'm saying the other game was so bad. I mean, the Bears and the Lions, you put but, the record next but, to them, and I'm like, who's tuning into this? That, but see, here's the thing. that game's The, the first game's always bad. Yep. The Cowboys are always a big draw, mm-hmm. and then the night game is usually just kind of a whatever. Yeah. So the, the, it's, if the games were totally 23 years, it seems it doesn't make any odd. sense. How do they find the pod? For All our right. guy, uh, Manny. ESPN app or on iTunes, just search Travis and Sliwa. Get the full three hours, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Again, if you miss it live, you got the app. When we come in here tomorrow morning, is Chris Taylor a Dodger? No. I don't think so either. I hope I'm wrong. I very much hope that he comes back because they're going to miss him a great deal if it doesn't. And hopefully they get something worked out. I'm not optimistic. Mason and Ireland is next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.